Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash nmvpod. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. University podcast. This is one of your four sad boys for this evening. My name's Maverick, and you can find me on Twitter at heartbreak underscore underscore kid. I am not a sad boy, thank you very much. The Browns did not lose today. I am happy. Technically, you're a tie boy. Yeah, but I'm I'm glass half full. We did not lose. The losing streak is over. Not winning streak. Real alive. <laughs> Anyways, my name is Aaron, and you can find me on Twitter at Aaron P. Friedman. Um, if you ever, if your team ties the Browns, that means that your team was just as Brownsy as the Browns. Um, but you can follow that me should on be Twitter. taken as a compliment. Sure, uh, it can it can be taken as a compliment once they've won a game. Uh, <laughs> we've lost cool zero games. games. And you haven't won any either, so. Undefeated. Bite me. I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say. I would. Let's not qualify and say the Browns are undefeated. Because they did not win. We haven't been defeated. They haven't been defeated. (laughs) Let's not argue semantics. Uh, who uh, are you gonna? Are you gonna? I guess David doesn't have a Twitter anymore. No, uh, it's you. Oh wait, no, that's you for it's you. You're next after. Uh, I already uh, did it. Oh, I guess I wasn't paying attention. Sorry, I was paying attention to <laughs> the sweet, sweet music that Mitchell Trubisky is creating on the television screen in front of my face. But uh, yeah, my name is David Rivera. You can find me on Twitter at d underscore river underscore o. Alrighty, so. Uh, Saturday was, uh... It was a day. It was a day. Uh, Carolina lost. How about that Clemson game? <laughs> <laughs> this... Yeah, let's... <laughs> I don't want to talk. I mean, I do, because I just want to fire Larry Fedora, but... I... I know I I front on Twitter a lot, like I'm gonna blow up on the podcast every time that UNC does something bad. But like I'm actually on the, like on the the on the fringe of blowing up right now about UNC football because I haven't thought about it until now since the last for, uh, since Saturday, and I'm getting angry this, all over again. This is the maddest I've been after a game since we lost to Clemson in the ACC championship game. Like every time I think about it, I get more mad. So. I mean, let's back up and talk about what happened. Heels lost to ECU uh, at ECU uh, in Greenville. Um, I don't remember the final score. It was 41 to 19. 41 to 19. 
Um, After being lost, down 21 to 19 at the half. Yeah, tw- we were down 21 19. It was pretty competitive at the half. 16 point uh, favorites against uh, ECU going in uh, against an ECU team that lost to NCANT the week before. So I have no idea where that leaves us. Um, somewhere between really bad and like dog trash. Dog trash. Yeah. Even, don't, I mean, I'm not mediocre. even gonna. Less, way, way, way less than mediocre. Worse than the Browns last year. Yeah, it's it's not looking that great. It's and you know, after a after a UNC loss or you know after last season, you know people were rightfully upset about the way that UNC performed. But you know they had the cop out of okay, we had lots of injuries, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, first year quarterback, let's regather ourselves and retool for the next year. And we should be able to to you know get back on track. Come you know fast forward to the last two weeks. It's I've never seen the UNC fan base so united in its <laughs> frustration until Saturday. I've never ever. It's it was just unprecedented the amount of frustration that I saw from UNC fans all around. Even like Fedora apologists. We're just like, yeah, I mean, I don't know what to say at this point. Like, and even, like, the, the people on Twitter, like, our Todd Greens of the world who are, like, 100%, like, we'll never talk trash about our team even when we suck. Like, at least didn't defend Larry. He at least said, at least let's keep up with our guys and motivate our guys. But he didn't even deny the fact that there are some coaching issues and people are actually starting to – get seriously upset um, with how things are being handled i mean after last week after last week i didn't i would i didn't feel like i did after saturday because last week you're, you're playing a five a power five team on the road at cal you know lost by a touchdown or something like that you know lost by a touchdown at least made it semi-competitive you had some good positive takeaways from the game after this ECU game, I, I don't know where this football program goes from this point. Like, I don't have any answers for it because it just looks like it's in the gutter. Like, I, I put on, on, the, on our show notes uh, positives and negatives. I don't know what positives to take away from this game. Except we might have a new coach next year. If I could find anything, I actually managed to, to watch the last few minutes. And they finally... They finally put in Cade Fortin, who is our true freshman quarterback, um, that had – there was whisperings that he was doing kind of well in, in uh, like, the off season and the first workouts and everything. And even from the first game, I was like, I understand that Nathan Elliott is our quarterback and he needs to play through this adversity and actually try to get something going. But I was like, you can at least put this kid in for one drive and see what he can do because there's no reason to not play talent if talent's there. And he plays the like the last two drives, and he he has an excellent arm. He has got a cannon. size. He can he can run. He can throw, and he made some excellent passes. And even if he's I'm raw, like, why why did he we wait more this poten- long to start this kid? He showed yeah, more go, potential like, exactly. in two drives than Nathan Elliott, Chaz Surratt, and Brandon Harris have the past two years. And this is an issue both in, in college and in the pros. It's just because someone is a rookie. 
relatively in that league, they won't start them just because simply because they're a rookie and there's someone that has seniority over them. Even when now, the person with seniority is not playing to standard. Now, I will I will say before I say any of this, I did not watch him play. Yeah. Carlin, I went to Zaxby's I've, because that was better than <laughs> watching the end of that game. After we uh, – about midway through the third quarter, I turned on my PS4 and started playing Spider-Man because I knew I was going to have something more fulfilling than this uh, <laughs> this UNC football game. Now that being said, if if I could read correctly, that was our twos going against their twos. So I I'm interested to see what he can do against the first team defense. So I I have very cautious optimism. Very very cautious optimism. So he could throw. Uh, he could actually throw into a pass. And not be on his back foot. How about that? You should have led with that. And Colby, you 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 kind of touched on this point on Twitter this week, or maybe it was in the group chat. I don't remember, but I was like, I didn't quite remember not Chaz. Uh, I didn't quite remember Nathan Elliott being this bad last year. And I said I thought he looked a lot uh, fundamentally looked a lot sounder last year. And then you tweeted back at me, then said I think this is the Nathan Elliott. This is what Nathan Elliott has always been. And so. I don't know. Is it my memory just not serving me well? No, like, I is, think that statistically Nathan Elliott was worse than Chaz last year, but I think that Nathan Elliott is looking like what Chaz looked like at the beginning of last season and what Brandon Harris looked like at the beginning of last season where they just kind of look lost out there. I don't know. I mean, I don't even know what to suggest or you know I don't have any kind of plan moving forward because like I don't see two or three wins in this football team's future like this season like this team could very well lose every game this season and like that might be a stretch that's probably an overreaction but that's just how it feels after this ECU loss going in as 16 point favorites going in you know not totally beat down after losing to Cal it's like, you know, this next stretch of the schedule, we got UCF coming up, and they're putting, they're dropping forty points, average on teams. I mean, this like, was these the first two games were supposed to be our purely winnable games to go into ACC play, and you we have to play like Syracuse, we have to play all these ACC teams, Duke and State, and we're not going to beat them if we can't even beat teams like ECU or Cal. Tank for less. Yeah. <laughs> Tank for less. At the end of this season, Fedora will have presumably lost three times in a row to ECU, three times in a row to State, and three times in a row to Duke. Yeah, it's... And that's unacceptable. It's, it's embarrassing. It is embarrassing. Honestly. And I and I know Bubba Cunningham is embarrassed, and I can't speak for him or anybody else on that athletics department. But they cannot be happy with the way that this is going because I saw this tweet from Turner Walston, which was a fantastic tweet. It was it put everything into perspective. When is this football team going to be held to the same standard as literally every single other athletic program on campus? Why, why is it that 
every other athlete, almost every other athletic team got displaced last year. And this is the product that's out on the field. I just, it, it's so, like, that's unacceptable. And quite literally, can we think of one other athletic program on our campus that is this unsuccessful? Yet, this is supposed to be our number one revenue-making athletic sport. Like, ba- like basketball aside, like, not even mentioning basketball, our women's and men's soccer teams, like, especially our women's soccer team, Elite, the elite of the elite, like they are phenomenal. Get they, they all get displaced. Well. Our field hockey team, our two lacrosse teams, coming off national championships like two years ago. Uh, Volleyball teams that win ACC championships. We have baseball teams uh, that make college, college World, World Series. We have softball teams that are always making their tournament. Like football has only has been the only team, at least in my four years, and at least in recent memory. That is just consistently not re- and then when you, when, meeting the when standard you, of the rest of the programs. And I get that they're getting and I get that they're getting new facilities. I get that. But it's like when you're you know, twenty seven na- is it twenty seven national championships winning women's soccer team has to go play at Duke because that's getting twenty two, I think. Twenty two, whatever. Same difference. Oh, no, at that point. Only twenty two championships. Oh no, I was off by five championships. <laughs> And they're and it's like, playing there again this season because the new stadium is still not finished. Yeah, still not finished. Um, and still no realistic timetable yeah. on when it's going to be finished. It's it's just mind-boggling how frustrating all of this is. And yeah. you can blame – you can point the finger at – players at suspensions at injuries but at the end of the day it comes back to larry fedora and bubba cunningham and i don't think bubba cunningham is going to put up with this for much longer because this is now thing. this is now this is now becoming a reflection of him no eventually it has to like last year again it was the injuries and so it was playing with house money eventually at some point and i said this last week it has to fall upon the coaching staff, and specifically the head coach. At some point it does. And we haven't even talked about the antics that he did have this week. Now, while it was funny, the antics that Larry has been going towards in interviews, and then also just the optics of everything now. And also, and what he was talking about where he's like, we have always preached discipline in football. Oh, don't even get where. me started. Where? Yeah, where? Like Actually, no, thank you for getting me started. We are the most penalized team in the ACC since what, 2013, 2012? Something like that? Since basically he's been coach. Since in the last two seasons, wasn't it like we've given up almost 1,000 yards on 101 penalties, and every opponent we face has given up like 500 yards on 58 penalties? Something like that. That's called lack of discipline. And nothing encapsulates the lack of discipline more than seeing Taylor Moten unnecessarily shove a QB out of bounds after the th- on a third and 22 to give them a first down and a touchdown. Like, I, that was probably the most frustrated I've been in years at, at a Carolina player. And that, you can say that it's just, and I've seen, I saw people on Twitter talking about how it's, it's, on, ta- it's on him. It's not on a coach or anything, but he's a fifth-year senior. You cannot have that. And he can't have the control to just – we were going to get the ball back. Yeah. 
and yet it's an automatic first down and it leads to a touchdown. Like, that's a complete lack of discipline. And and for, to say and that only looks worse on Larry because he said he has been preaching this since he has been coach. Yet, in that same tenure, we are the most penalized team in football. So is it? Is he really? Is he uh, teaching it hard enough, or is he getting players that ultimately have issues? And do we need to start looking at different avenues and different recruits? I don't know what it is. Speaking of recruits. All of those kids from ECU that were killing us, pretty much all of them are from the Triangle. Yep, and got and they overlooked. All went to ECU, and and truly, Even that's they... why they hate us. It's because I mean they have the chip on the shoulder because we're the big school that overlooked them. But did did they get overlooked, or can we just not recruit in North Carolina because all of our kids are from Florida and everywhere else but the state of North Carolina? We're losing lots of in-state recruits, especially the state. Yeah. Well, maybe it is. Maybe it's a little bit of both. But that, I mean, definitely when I've heard ECU players being interviewed, it was this thing where Carolina didn't offer me. Not that well, they turned Carolina down. Staff. So, with that being said, I'm going to call an audible. <laughs> Brought to you by Audible. <laughs> I'm calling an audible on Fedora. Get him out of here. That's my audible. <laughs> do you want? Do you want to do the ad read? <laughs> I don't even know if that. I didn't even look if that's where the ad read actually was. Like I'm it is just. Where the ad read is. is it okay? I just yeah. guessed. I haven't even looked at the the rundown yet. I just kind of called it. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> no, so I don't have the ad read in front of me. If you want to do it. <laughs> Before we do that, can I give a sidebar note on my experience yeah, of at course. the game? Yeah. Yesterday? Oh yeah, you were there. You were there. Give, yeah. Give us. Give us your. Uh, your experience. Uh, that was, I think, the first time ever where I walked out of a football game feeling nothing. Like, I was just so emotionally uninvested by the end. Especially with what happened to end the first half when there was that devastating hit by Antonio Williams on the ECU defender where he led with his crown midair under the guy's face mask. And then there was a major fight in the stands right above us. Uh, yesterday, I did not like football. How was the barbecue? The barbecue like was excellent. Did you very eat the corn grateful cake? to the, that? It was interesting. That corn. It, cake. it is definitely interesting. Take on cornbread because I, I thought like I thought it was going to be regular cornbread, and I grabbed mm -hmm. two slices, and that was a an interesting consistency to say the least. And see, I don't even like cornbread that much, and I feel I sound sacrilegious when I say that, being a Southern boy. But that corn cake, it was pleasantly surprising. It was different. It always makes the losses in Greenville feel a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, I am very grateful for the generosity shown by the mayor of Aden. It definitely made up for the game. Um, I understand what y'all say, what y'all mean when you say about things about ECU now. I'll leave it at that. Yeah. But, like, you know, besides that point, you know, I mean, go ahead and do the ad read before I blow up on Larry Fedora. <laughs> All right, so this segment is brought to you by Audible. For you listeners who have never made Varsity, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. 
I am going to listen to an absolutely remarkable thing by Hank Green, his debut novel through Audible. You can download it or another audiobook free by trying audible.com. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash nmvpod. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash nmvpod for your free audiobook. So, I go s- ahead, David. I said a couple podcasts ago that if this was the season that Larry Fedora's seat got hot. And if his seat is not on fire after this game, I don't know what it's going to take to get that man out of here because I, there, are, there is nothing in this program right now to be happy about or to look forward to. Like, we have – and it's not for any lack of talent. Like, do you all feel like there's a lack of talent on our team? I don't think so. And allow me to reiterate because we were already talking about this this weekend. Um, and we've already sort of touched on it a little bit. It's no longer – a wins issue for me, why I think that Larry needs to be fired. It is now an in-state recruiting issue because the optics with his interviews, the thing he said this uh, off-season with the CTE stuff, the uh, selective memory, of course, with the ECU stuff. Again, it, that's funny stuff, but he's just, like, not addressing it, and it's making it – it's trivializing the importance of in-state uh, play. And it's not cute when you lose. No, we're a joke in the in-state. And in-state recruits pay attention to that. Yeah, and, you know, North Carolina is no joke when it comes to football recruit. I mean, like, recruiting in general, we have lots of great athletes that come out of North Carolina in general. And when we're not getting recruits from in-state, it, it may, when we're losing to NC State, Duke, ECU, Wake Forest, at. We, probably, at, we would probably lose that. We would get smacked by that probably if we played like, them. Like, like I tweeted, we are the worst FBS team in the state. Maybe we could beat Charlotte, maybe on a good day. And that's saying something, because Charlotte is some buns. Like, I live over near Charlotte, and they are some buns, and they might beat us. They it's might be good, able to beat Bob. us. Not great, Bob. <laughs> not great. No. Um. So, all that to say is that I am over it. This is Fedora's seventh year coaching, or is it eighth? I believe it's seventh. Seventh year coaching. Sure. Yeah. And it nothing like we had one great season and one underachieving season that was okay. And every other season since then, or other than those two, have been mediocre, if not below mediocre. And so at this point, like we haven't had a bowl win since twenty ten. 2013. 2013, sorry. 2013. Really? 2013? Still a long time. Yeah, with, uh, Belt Bowl versus Cincy. Ah, there we go. Before we got there. Why did I think it was 2010? Uh, still, though, no bowl wins since 2013. It's it's like this, this football program is now taking steps backwards. It was trending upwards. We had the year with Marquise that we won 12 games. We had the year that we had Mitch Trubisky at quarterback where we should have won more than, what, it was not nine or ten Eight games. games. Eight, eight games. Eight games. Eight, eight games. And five. Way That's the year Matt Collins got hurt at Virginia. Right, but you still got to make a. You still got to win more than that when you have that much talent on the field. Yep. We and... won eleven games in 2015 on a very easy schedule, and then rolled over and died the first time we played a good team. Then in 2016, we started out seven and two, and since then we are four and fourteen. Yeah, it's we're trending in the wrong direction. 
between some of the I mean, and, you know, it's, it's correct me if I'm wrong, but Fedora is supposed to be an offensive-minded coach, correct? When the announcers on ESPNU are calling out the play calling on live broadcast, you know something is bad. Because at that point it's like they were calling out just they were they were straight up saying that these play calls don't make sense. And when you have stuff like that happening, that's it's it's time to reevaluate. Yeah, I was I I try my best to stay rational during during trying times, but I was I would have been so okay if we just left Larry in Greenville. You're like when I I get ang- I get worked up and 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 frustrated at stuff, especially sports all the time. I tweeted out anyone who follows me on Twitter knows this because I go on just threads of just overreactions all the time. It it happens. Colby's the reasonable one of the two of us, and he's even frustrated. So that's how I know it's bad. That's <laughs> I have never been more sure that it's bad than when Colby has admitted that it's bad. <laughs> I mean, even I have a tendency to be reactionary, and I think over the four years I've still managed to, you know, rein in any kind of frustration. Or, I mean, I express it, but I'm like not on the the just straight up fire and clear clean house train. But I, this is struck a nerve with me and I, I think something's got to change because three years ago we were we went 11 and one we're we have won four games uh in the last two years and that's just unacceptable and one of those was old dominion the other was western and i can't even remember the other two pit pit and then the last win that we had since when we were seven and two was against the Citadel. Well, I just want to say, I just want to say that I was saying fire fedora since we lost to state freshman year. I was way ahead of the train. Congrats. <laughs> that we're was all the most angry train I've ever been after now. a football game. So we're now we, all in the misery train. After we pooped away that NC State game because we would only throw bubble screens, I said fire Thank you Larry. For mentioning that. Something I noticed very clearly in this game, the bubble screen has been a marquee uh, option in the Larry Fedora offense. What is the one play that we just cannot seem to defend when the other team does it? Every time. The ECU throws bubble screens and gets 10 and 15 yards. So how does he, knowing how much... He, that he likes to run that play, how does he not prepare his defense to defend against that same kind of play? Maybe because he thinks it's so good that it's unguardable. <laughs> <laughs> Can't even plan for it. No, I remember the play now that – I remember the play that we uh, we ran that the announcer said that doesn't make sense is we threw a bubble screen out to a wide receiver, but we didn't have an extra blocker out there. So – they just threw it, and he got tackled four yards back because nobody was blocking in front of him. And they were like, what? Why? <laughs> so, yeah, that's a thing. So, the audible is the person we're going to replace Larry with. This is also a Twitter question from um, both Aaron and Annie. So, I think you mean Brandon. Is that What did I say? You said Aaron. 
I meant Brandon. When I first read through the rundown and I saw it said who do we replace Larry with, Brandon, Annie, <laughs> I thought those were our options. <laughs> My little is going to be <laughs> the next head football coach at Carolina. I'm going to take this a different direction and answer a Twitter question from uh, Gertling, my friend <laughs> no, Gert. I, I have that on the rundown, but we can go ahead and Let's do just that. do it now. He said, what inanimate object would you have rather had coaching other than Larry Fedora? Is that close? Yeah. I, I, uh, my, so the obvious answer is uh, Ask Madden. Ask Madden. <laughs> <laughs> just have a, have a Madden 18 pulled up and just... <laughs> No, I, I said that I would have um, – have you all seen A Christmas Story? Yes. I would have the leg lampshade. I would have the le- the lampshade at the end of the movie, the leg uh, with the fishnet on it uh, with a pair of headphones on on the sideline. <laughs> and that would probably do just as good a job as Larry Fedora on that sideline. I'm going to go with a nice – this is shouting out my roommate Austin. He also says this: a sweet potato. What? <laughs> I'm sorry. What? This man works in Major League Baseball. I know this man works <laughs> for the Mets. And it... <laughs> Aaron, we need answers from the whole crew. Um, I don't know. Literally anything would be better than what we have right now. One of my friends tweeted me and told me that he would trade Scotty Montgomery for Leia Fedora. And I was like, you know what? It can't get any worse. So let's just do it. <laughs> I would just rather see have goes. the gif of Fedora dabbing coaching the team than oh, an actual wait. Fedora coaching the team. No, yeah, a literal Fedora hat. That's the way. <laughs> I would rather have the ghost of Jerry Richardson on that sideline. Than have Larry Fedora, even though he's not dead. He <laughs> might as well. He's dead to me. <laughs> Would you rather have Dickie V coaching the team or Larry Fedora? That's a bubble screen, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do we want to go back to the original question? <laughs> that was good. <laughs> I have a good Dickie V impression, don't I? Limited fake uh, <laughs> Dickie V. <laughs> You need to call into the Levitar show with that tomorrow. <laughs> uh, so I mentioned it earlier. I just said Les Miles as a joke, but I mean, he is not doing anything. Someone said Gene Chizik, and I was like, I don't know if he would come back, but maybe. Yeah, I, Didn't I, he I resign he because he couldn't handle the job? He wanted to be with I his think family? He yeah, he wanted to be with his family or something. like. He wanted to spend more time with his fam, so I don't think he would end up coming back. But I don't think so. Um, every all of this talk is with the with the caveat that we can't fire Fedora until we have a plan of some sort lined up. Also, is this assuming that the the person that we're offering would actually accept our offer? A la Frank Beamer. Because I have two. I also heard one. One of them's from Twitter. One's my own. Uh, one is Brent Venables from Clemson. Uh, maybe inject- I saw that on Twitter. In- injecting some defense, and the one I think bring Mac Brown out of retirement. Really, Mac Brown? Mm. 
Mm. It brings some name recognition back. Mm. Aaron Rodgers is hurt, and I can't figure out what happened. Oh, yeah, it fell on his leg. leg. Yeah, it fell on his leg. Now Deshaun Kaiser is in. Beautiful. That was my starting quarterback. What you What you got against Mac? Uh, besides the fact that he's 107, <laughs> uh, is it, I think it's still going to be better. <laughs> You're not. Beamer was 106 <laughs> and had the best defensive team in the ACC. That moment when you realize Beamer Ball is actually the growth, the name of the growth on his neck. <laughs> stop it! <laughs> you stop it! <laughs> I'm gonna roll the name, man. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Uh, but we've—I don't know. Who, I I like Brent Vanderbilt. I think that's a that's an interesting take. I'm glad I could laugh after how frustrated I was on Saturday because <laughs> I was not happy. Aaron, do you have anybody? Like I said before, anybody, literally anybody. Let me. Let's get let's get yes. Lane Kiffin in here. I mean, maybe it put him. Well, I guess he's still power five, but still put him. He's in, not in five, well, power he five. Put, put us back in power five then with us. I mean, I'd take it. But the, uh, in the uh, I don't think Mac is completely unreasonable because they have like rekindled that relationship, especially with him going in the College Football Hall of Fame now. And so, like, they honored him, and he was at one of the practices, and he was at Carolina when they he was inducted and everything. Like, so. I, I don't think it's completely unreasonable. I mean, it probably won't happen because y'all, y'all, he's probably Khalil yeah, Mack just ate Deshaun Kaiser alive. Oh my god! <laughs> <Into the ball. laughs> he just snatched it away from him. I've never seen that. That reminds that. me of one more point from the game on Saturday. ECU when they ran out of the tunnel, they had a flag that said the same thing that their first down markers said. It had a logo that said Power Six on it. The American Conference has such a complex. (sighs) But you know what? I can't can't talk any crap. Like, I tweeted this out too. Any crap that any in-state or out-of-state person tweets at me about our football team, I cannot – I don't have a rebuttal because we are so bad. I don't have a rebuttal. Yeah, we just give them the – yeah, yeah, pretty much. Like at this at this point, I just have to jokingly be like, "Ha ha, yeah, we're we suck butt." <laughs> like, we're we're buns. Like, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Bubble screens, am I right? <laughs> you know. Uh, Are we done with this? I think we're done. I want to be done with preview next week. No, it's gonna rain, and we're gonna lose by forty next. Yeah, I'd rather move on <laughs> to Hoping for the best. I'd rather move on to things I actually feel hopeful about i really was planning on going to that game um but i probably won't now i'm trying to go to the pit game i mean we'll see (laughs) i i can't go to the pit game i'm gonna be working then so yeah i don't know when i can get down there anyway uh clemson just barely beat um texas a&m so i was watching and i had to leave before the call happened that I saw. So I don't quite know what happened. Why some of the people were saying there was a botched call. 
Um, and that Texas A&M got robbed of something, but I didn't see quite what happened. Oh, it, that was the fumble. Um, Texas A&M was going down the – he was running down the sideline, and he fumbled, and the call on the field was that the fumble went out, like, the bottom corner of the end zone. Uh, to me, it looked like the fumble went out of bounds before it crossed the goal line. Uh, the commentators seemed to think that too, uh, but they said there wasn't enough to overturn it. Hmm. Interesting. So that was the call. I mean, I don't know why we're bothering. I mean, Alabama is obviously the best team and Tua is going to win Heisman or something. So, yeah, I was talking to Adam yesterday. I was like, I don't think. Any school that's not named Alabama, Oklahoma, Georgia, Clemson, and Ohio State are going to win the championship this year. So, I mean, at that point, it's like, you know, it's kind of it's kind of like the, you know, college football is kind of ending up like um, NBA basketball where it's like, well, you know the Warriors are going to be there. So, let's just play this out <laughs> see how it goes and wisconsin can get out of here the big 10 sucks yeah wisconsin uh speaking of the big 10 uh the fighting herm edwards took down michigan state <laughs> fighting <night>. herm edwards <laughs> yeah go green am i right i can't, i can't believe that herm a herm edwards led team Beat Michigan State in the year of our Lord, 2018. <laughs> I saw a picture of him running off the field, and he had that soft smile with that stupid mustache. And I was like, that's it. That's peak content right there. I have nothing else to say about that game except uh, Herm Edwards is a college football coach in 2018. They played to win the game. He played to win the game. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> now, if they keep winning, are we thinking playoffs? 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 Anyway, we're laughing so the like tears won't flow. Feelings. Yeah. Um, I decided recently that I am not calling Ohio State we anymore. Um. And I don't really know if I'm rooting for Ohio State anymore. I haven't really decided. But they're no longer we to me. After huh. the... I think in large part because of the Urban Meyer stuff and how they handled it. But yeah. I'm kind of renouncing Ohio State. Wow. This is a big step for you, I feel like. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I'm going to root against them. But I'm not going to actively root for them the majority of the time next, anymore. Next, you're going to tell me you're a big old Penn State fan. Uh, no. <laughs> we are. The Marshall. The Penn State University. The Pennsylvania State University. I heard someone call um, LSE Louisiana State the other day, and I was, I was shooketh. <laughs> Confused. I am confusion. Um. Oh yeah, we haven't gotten to talk about Miami yet because they played. Oh, that's right. After we recorded uh, week one, yeah, Miami sucks. Do you see? The U, the U is, is not, not back. back. 
Yeah. <laughs> Jinx. No, I mean, listen, when <laughs> you can't come out talking all that crap, and you see all this stuff pregame where they were, uh, like, pushing and shoving and getting into all these faces, and they're, like, talking all that crap, and then get out there and lay an egg like that. <laughs> Just saw Aaron Rodgers' leg. Yeah, uh, that. Uh, mm. Mm. On another yeah. note, have you seen their new turnover chain? Uh, it has the ibis on it. Yeah, it's a downgrade. It is a downgrade. Just keep the U on it, even if we make fun of it. It still looks better than that stupid freaking ibis. The duck. The duck. <laughs> Walking around with Daffy around your neck. Get out of here. Hey, we got a yeah. turnover. Uh, thrown now so it's there's a backpack there's, there's a, a third thrown. a turnover backpack a turnover throne it's crazy and on top of that it's like well you know florida right. state's out here losing to, almost losing to samford not stanford <laughs> not stanford samford yeah so even still we might not be the worst team in the acc so Oh, we'll try. <laughs> we'll keep trying. We'll try. Uh, baseball? Oh. Aaron. Yeah. You there, Sorry. buddy? <laughs> I'm kind of, uh, I don't know, not, I'm out of it today. Um, he was texting somebody. I was not. It's I okay. Was, we know you got glitter in your room, bro. It's okay. <laughs> Thanks. Appreciate you. <laughs> Um, yeah, Joe Rowe hit 30-30 yesterday, which is pretty cool. He's the first player to have 30 home runs and 30 steals since Trout in 2012. And if we get lucky, we could see him hit 40-40, which would be very impressive. Has not happened in a long time. Um, Frankie Lindor is also probably going to hit 30-30. Um, and... They, I believe that the Indians this year are the first team ever to have two infielders hit 30 home runs in the same year. And also our pitching has been good but inconsistent. So I think that that's our big key to making a deep run this year because we know the bats are going to be there. It's our starters and our bullpen on it at the same time. Are the bats awake? The bats have been awake. I mean, we're going to have two 30-30 players. If that doesn't mean the bats are awake, then I don't know what does. Are the Red Sox going to win the World Series? Are the Red Sox going to win the World Series? Big bet. Are you saying big bet as in yes, they're going to win? What do you think? I just want you to give a reasonable yes. opinion at some point. So yes, that's a yes. No, that's not a yes. <laughs> that's a, The Tribe is winning the World Series. Please. Just like the Browns are going, we're going sixteen and zero. But now it's undefeated a undefeated season. Now it's fifteen zero and one. Now it's the undefeated season. Sure, Jan. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> that's a that's such a good gift. <laughs> All right, I want to talk about the Browns' last of the three teams. Heck yeah! So. Mav, do you want to go first, or you want me and David to go? First? I guess I don't know, since mine's might, the only team that actually lost. I can go it might, first. It might uh, it Nerd. might take six hours to explain though. 
Let me take a second to gather myself. Take all the time you need because they did. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, because... Accurate representation of what happened. Okay, just to give y'all self, uh, in case y'all didn't realize it, we started play at 1 o'clock today against the Dolphins. We had two lightning delays, and we didn't finish until after about 7.30 this evening. Um, making it the longest NFL game history in history since the merger. Um, we did lose 27-20, and I'm not sad, really, because I don't think we played terrible. We made a lot of mistakes, um, and I think it was just a perfect storm. Our coaching staff, I th- still think there's some uh, things that we need to fix. I mean, Vrabel showed his inexperience, I think, as a head coach. he We went on fourth down when we could have got a field goal. Um, that could have made it a one-score game at one point, uh, and they, we got stuffed on that. We had to burn several timeouts um, throughout the course of the game. Uh, and offensively, and that also was with our OC, Matt LaFleur, like there still seems to be some miscommunications. Um However, that has been a theme since Marcus has been quarterback, so I'm not sure if that's still something that he's trying to improve on. Khalil Mack touched it. Sorry, Khalil Mack just scored a touchdown. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, that was fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah. Um, But more than that, more like long-term, we lost uh, three of our primary players to injury today. Marcus Mariota uh, injured his arm. On a questionable hit, our offensive lineman, uh, Taylor Wan, uh, got a concussion, and then Delaney Walker broke his ankle. And just Also, the refs were just horrible today. Uh, Derrick Henry scored a 66-yard touchdown, and it got called back for a hold, called on Delaney Walker, when Delaney Walker was, act, was literally face-masked, and they reviewed it, and even the crowd could tell that it was a face mask. So it was just a lot of – it was a perfect storm of bad – I mean, I I understood there's probably going to be some issues we still have to fix, but that's just how it's going to have to be. Yeah. End of my rant. Uh, The Panthers, the Carolina Panthers, played the Dallas Cowboys today. Came away with the dub. Thank can God. you uh Save can you weekend. can you pronounce the the term that you posted on uh on Twitter? A pyrrhic victory. A pyrrhic a pyrrhic vis- a pyrrhic victory. So it, we got it. We got the dub, sixteen to eight, uh, against the Dallas Cowboys. Um, almost choked it away. Came very close. Um, but you know, at the cost of. You know, potentially losing Greg Olson for extended time and definitely losing Darrell Williams for extended time and almost lost Luke Keekley for extended time. So, um, yeah, it was not, I mean, it was a dub, but it was not as fun as I, <laughs> the first half was like 10 times more fun than the second half. I'll just say that. Amini Silatulu sucks. Uh, yeah. He's terrible. He was literally the worst guard in the, in the league last year. Like, literally according to pro football focus the worst the worst and he's our starting right tackle now and that's just the way it is <laughs> <laughs> and it, it it looks like we're gonna have or 
starting right tackle for now, it looks like Taylor Moten's going to move over to to right tackle, and we'll have Matt Khalil at left tackle, which I guess is marginally better. Well, wait, you said Matt Khalil went? Well, Matt Khalil's on IR, isn't he? It'll, by the end of the season. Oh, okay, he, okay, yeah. Yeah, he he's eligible to return after after week eight. So got it. What what is what do you what is that, David? Oh, I'm just messing with my sister's stuff in here. I'm in the I'm in the the playroom, and so she has like a pink Mickey Mouse glove, and I'm just like messing around <laughs> with it. <laughs> at certain angles, hey. <laughs> it looks like. Mick, excuse me. <laughs> Sir, this I am not this color. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not saying it was you. Uh, <laughs> this is a family-friendly podcast. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um. Yeah, uh, a mean still too sucks. That's the last thing I have to say. Uh, glad we're one to know. Let's go beat the Falcons next week. Uh, how do you feel about Christian McCaffrey? Uh, my mom is still mad at him for fumbling. Um. She was still talking about it after the game. Um, for y'all that didn't watch, he fumbled in the first quarter on the first drive. <laughs> um, she still hasn't forgiven him. I think he had. A, I think he had a less than stellar first half, but then he cut, he made up for it after that point. Yeah, yeah. I, I I would like to see more of that second half, but I think he'll be fine. Oh yeah, if he takes care of the ball. He'll be fine. Yeah, takes care of the ball. He got his blocking together. So I'm just worried. I I think the offense in itself looks a lot smoother than it did in previous years. I think we have a lot more potential. Now the worry is, is Cam going to still have to be running for his life? Which the answer seems to be yes early. So we'll see. On to uh, the winless slash lossless Browns. (laughs) We are still undefeated. Thank you very much. You're also winless. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that game was something. It w- it was a game. I mean, y'all had it in the palm of your hand. You had it. Uh, we did have it in the palm of our hand, but we also snatched a tie from the Jaws. Of a victory. Defeat. No, of defeat. no, of vic- no, we of were victory. Down Fourteen with ten minutes left in the game. You cannot tell me that we are not impressive by not losing that game. Okay, you had a field goal, a forty-yard field goal with thirteen seconds left in the game. That's called snatching victory from the or snatching a tie from the jaws of victory. Is what I'm saying. You're not wrong. Anyways, <laughs> I know. I know these things. There were some bad things from that game. I thought the play calling was not fantastic. I thought the line left a lot to be desired, and I thought that Tyrod underthrew a concerning number of his passes. However, there were a lot of positives. I thought even though he did underthrow a lot of his passes, Kaiser had overall good quarterback play. Kaiser? Or you're Kaiser, getting your sorry, Tyrod. Up. And I just read a message from our group me about Kaiser. Tyrod. All um, black quarterbacks look the same. All Is that Brett Hundley for the, the Browns? <laughs> Tyrod, I thought, overall played well. Best quarterback play that we've had in a long time. I thought that the wide receivers were very good today. I thought David Njoku was good, even though he dropped a couple passes. 
and I thought the defense played no fantastic. We had five takeaways, I believe, and even in bad conditions, that's still very impressive. Big Ben's going to get his walking boot out early this season. <laughs> no. Uh, but um, overall, I had a lot of fun. First NFL Sunday. Um, I bought NFL Red Zone, and it was already a great investment. It's so great. It's so worth Wait, Did you pay, like, what, 40 bucks for it? So we already had the, like, silver package or whatever, so we just upgraded. It was, like, 12 more bucks a month or something, so I... I'm paying the 12 bucks a month. So it's totally worth it. It's great. Um also uh Matt Ryan's and booty. Yeah, man. I mean <laughs> I knew he wasn't great, but like good lord, like I mean if y'all want to talk about it, like the fact that he can't get the ball to Julio Jones is kind of crazy. Like this is why I have always looked at people sideways and they say that Matt Ryan's the best quarterback in the NFC South. Because like Dragonfly Jones said, uh Kyle Shanahan left Matt Ryan and now he's Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> no, I mean for real though, I mean I think there was a stat that they put up that like Julio Jones is second in end zone targets with like twenty in the last two seasons and he's caught two of them mm-hmm. and so that's really concerning so it's not 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 great but like i'm fine with it oh i feel great about it but just imagine if we had like a julio jones like level receiver like on the panthers like did you imagine what cam would be doing <laughs> oh my god while and out is what he would be doing <laughs> Um, this game is unfolding right now, but the the Bears, not the Bears, Khalil Mack is defeating <laughs> the, the Chicago the Khalil. Chicago. The Chicago Khalil Macks are beating the Green Bay, Packers. Green Bay Packers because he currently has, I think, two sacks, a fumble recovery, and an interception pick six. <laughs> <laughs> and Aaron Rodgers is hurt. So. And John Gruden looks like an idiot. <laughs> yes. Uh, check on your your nearest Raiders fan to make sure you're doing all right. Yeah. Uh, anything else from around the league? I think it's been a relatively uh, quiet. Day. I it's been a weird day, but a quiet day. I would like to send my formal apology to the Redskins. I thought they were going to be the worst team in the league this year, and that honor looks like it's going to the Cardinals. So <laughs> or the Bills <laughs> or the Bills. Oh my God. <laughs> Oh, the Bills. We Don't forget about the Bills. the Bills. The Bills got absolutely smashed by the yo, Ravens. Yo, Kelvin, how is it out there, bro? I hope you're doing well. Hope you haven't I dropped any say- passes or, you know, was the cause of it some interceptions or anything. Oh, speaking of the Bills, there's Sean McDermott on my screen. Hey. <laughs> and the Peterman part two. My boy KB said, give me any quarterback. They gave him literally any quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> I like to dude. call that karmic justice. They gave that dude a creator player and said, what can you do? Here you go. Do we want to do a quick update on our four-person fantasy league? Sure. Sure. Oh, no. I am giving David the belt. That's not true, but okay. I was beating I'm... Aaron early, 
and then his, you know, Mike Evans decided to drop 40, <laughs> like 40 fantasy points. Yeah, Mike Ev- and Tyree Kill had 50. Tyree Kill had 50. You also had Julio Jones, who had 28. And Mixon had 25. And yeah. Mahomes had 40. Yeah, so overall, Whereas I mean. Watson had 10. Yeah, Watson did not do anything for, for me today. You also had Emmanuel Sanders on your bench, and he had 30 points. I started him in another league. And the ba- you anyone, didn't start the Bears. If anyone's right. receiving the exactly. belt, it is me. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I'm being, being mad by 100, over 100 points right now. Talk about me. Minnesota's defense gave me three interceptions, a touchdown, and a fumble recovery. Yeah. Also, shout out to Annie Rindle because you are just kicking my buns in right now in our no, 10 No, shout out to Annie. She jinxed no. the Browns today. That's also. another point I need to bring up. In the Marching Tar Heels leadership group me this year, there have been three events where a football team has been jinxed. Week one, Turner jinxed the Heels. Week two, yesterday, Emily Hess jinxed us. And today, Annie said the Browns were playing really well. And then we didn't win. She said we were playing really well, and then Tyrod threw that interception, and we went into overtime. But you didn't lose. We didn't lose. But as David said, we snatched the tie out of the jaws of victory. But we also snatched the victory. We snatched the tie from the jaws of victory from the jaws of defeat. So overall, I'd say it's a net win. Moral victory as well. But yeah, shout out to Annie Rindle for, for beating me in fantasy. Good for you. That's yeah, my that's, little. that's what's up. That's what's up. See, where I'm doing bad in our league, I am Colby conversely giving the belt in our ITB league. I'm up now in the ITB league, I'm giving my 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 big Ben. Uh, I'm sorry I had to do you like that, bro, but it had to be done. I had to get a victory somewhere in my leagues, and uh, it just happened to be you. I'm sorry. See, oh yeah, Mav's killing me. I have Antonio Brown and Mike Evans and Melvin Gordon. And Tom Brady. And God. the Jags defense. Good God. <laughs> I gave Xavier the belt this week in the ITB League. I am currently up 44 points on him. I'm about par. I, I, I'm about par on my leagues. I've lost three. I'm one three. Let's move into content. Let's do it. I saw Black Klansman. Oh, you did? I I've, I've still haven't gone and seen it. It is good. I liked it. I heard it, it's it, it's I heard it's more serious than people thought it was going to be. Yeah, but like it it's not like absent of jokes. Right, right, right. Like not like it's not like a you know I, I get what you mean. There is still plenty to laugh at in this movie. Uh I feel bad for Topher Grace, um because he's so good as David Duke. Like one of the one of the best performances in the movie is Topher Grace's David Duke, um, which I'm not sh- I'm not sure if you saw, but to cope with him having to play like a horrible per- person in the movie, uh, when he got home from shooting, he would spend time recutting the Hobbit trilogy into one movie. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a Topher Grace cut of the Hobbit somewhere. <laughs> Can, I, um, can someone get me that? Someone needs to find me that cut. I still have never seen them. You don't need to. It's okay. It's, they're bad. You're not they're missing bad. out on anything. Some people yell at me for it, but I just kind of nod them off. About The Hobbit? Yeah. 
Now, Lord of the Rings, Lord I, of the Rings. Lord of the Rings I'd understand. I've had people put it on. Oh, no, even the Lord of the Rings, I haven't seen those either. Oh, okay. Well, that you deserve. <laughs> <laughs> that you deserve. The Hobbit, you're fine. <laughs> um, But it's good. I There is a turn at the very... So, I was... You know, there are, like, all the reports of, like, white people walking out of Black Klansmen? Mm-hmm. Like, the movie got to what I thought was the end. And I was like, why did white people leave this movie? And then it got to, like, the actual end of the movie, uh, which I don't think this is a spoiler because it's not, like, part of the narrative. But the epilogue is about um, Charlottesville. And oh. everything that happened last year in Charlottesville, where David, like, the real David Duke actually showed up. Um, so I say all that to say I feel like this movie... I don't want to say it isn't for black people because it's a very black movie. Like they make direct ties to like black exploitation movies in the seventies, which is really cool. Like um, Shaft. <laughs> like Shaft. There is a Shaft joke. Is there a the Shaft movie. joke? That's amazing. <laughs> I love Shaft. <laughs> but because um, I feel like black, like me personally, just like speaking from personal experience, like my my family in living memory has been affected by the Klan. So like it's a real thing for my family and I feel like for a lot of black people's families I feel like this movie was made for white people who don't realize that the clan is still like out here there's like, a there's a weeks there's ago. a chapter about 15 minutes from my house there's like yeah, an active chapter, chapter my girlfriend's house. yeah there's there's a, there's an active chapter of the Ku Klux Klan about 15 minutes from my house in Mount Pleasant North Carolina um so I I believe that is the audience. Because for me, it was like, yes, I. this is not a subtle movie, um, which I think is a reflection of our times now. We don't live in a very subtle time. So it kind of matches the tone of where we are as a society. And I liked it. I think it was very effective. Uh, I feel like it might be preaching to the choir at some point, depending on the audience. But I liked it. I don't think I would go back because there's a lot of emotions, a lot of very int- intense emotions for me. But hmm. it was it was good, good. It was good. If it, the director comparison is, is to "Sorry to Bother You," um, Boots Riley actually had some not scathing words, but like very critical words to say about a black clansman and how it treats black pe- or how it addresses black people in the police force which i think you should read those comics i think they're very interesting um because boots riley and spike lee have two very different opinions on uh what black people's role is in policing um but yeah interesting absorb all the content oh yeah (laughs) uh david you saw spider-man I saw Spider-Man. I am I am Spider-Man. Thank you very much. I am living as Spider-Man through my PS4. Okay? Thank you very much. Um, oh, one more thing. Kylo Ren was also great um, in Black Clansman. <laughs> Kylo Ren did a great Adam job. Adam Driver. Oh, right. Yeah, Adam Driver. Yeah. Uh, no, for, but for real, uh, a couple days ago, I believe on Friday, uh, the new Spider-Man game for PS4 dropped. Um, there has not been a good Spider-Man game since Spider-Man 2 came out on PS2 like 20 million years ago. Um, so to say I was hyped for this is an understatement. Um, I booted it up 
played the first 30 minutes and I was in love with this game. It, it is so good. Uh, it, graphically, it's beautiful. Uh, gameplay wise, I you actually straight up like feel like Spider Man. It's kind of crazy about how how good like all the mechanics are in this game. Um, and some people were you know getting into you know more nerdy specifics, but people were trying to call this a, a Batman Arkham Asylum clone because the combat looks similar. It's not similar. It, it, it's like it has its similarities, and obviously it has some inspiration from it, but it is way more free flowing and. Like, have any of y'all played Arkham Asylum or like Arkham City or anything? I've played I've Arkham seen, City I've played before. It a little bit, and I played so, Arkham Knight as well. Right, so you know how like enemies come at you like one at a time, <laughs> yeah. like two at a time if they're feeling spicy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they come at like in Spider Man, they come at you like actual people, like trying to mob the hell out of you, like <laughs> like, and it feels cool because like when you actually pull your combat off, it feels really satisfying. Because you're out here, like, webbing people up to walls and, like, doing flips and swinging around. And it's just really interesting. Um, but, yeah, it's really good. Um, I'm only about an hour into the game. Uh, but narratively, I already like the way it's going. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I'll update y'all once I get farther into the game. But so far, I am really enjoying my time with it. So, should I get Spider-Man or 2K with my first paycheck? Because you're starting to sway me. Dude. I was planning on getting 2k this month and spider-man next month would i would it sway you to tell you that miles morales is in it a little bit a little bit, yeah. a little bit. You, you, you know i was miles for halloween too exactly so yeah miles, <laughs> miles morales is in the game and it's just it's oh it's so good and the suits that you can unlock in the game are cold as hell like there's some really cool spider-man suits to unlock I, I think I saw the Iron Spider suit from Avengers in there. Oh, it's so good. I was swinging by, uh, uh, what's it called? The Sanctum Sanctorum, like Doctor Strange's place over through. Like, and it's a really good recreation of New York. Like, from someone whose parents grew up in New York and I spent a lot of time in Manhattan, like, it's a pretty, pretty solid, accurate, like, accurate representation. And, like, uh, like, um, what am I trying to say? Uh,. Like, recreate recreation is the word I was looking for. Very good recreation of New York. Interesting. Oh, hmm. we'll see. I'll let you know. I let's see. I will not have been paid by the time this next podcast comes out. So in two podcasts, I'll let you know which game I got. I. Aaron, you started Stranger Things. Yes, I did start Stranger Things. Was um, it strange? It was a little bit strange. But I enjoyed it so far. I'm through two episodes, I think. And it's really good so far. Um, yeah, I'm excited to keep watching more of it. I personally like the second season more than the first season, but I feel like I'm alone in that. Uh, yeah, I, can't, I, I liked the first season. Not, I'm not going to say the second season was bad. It was really good. Yeah, 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 for sure. It was really good. Like I loved the second season. There was just like a sense of wonder with the first season that I can't reconnect, like re, like re, uh, connect with with the second season. Like watching, it's like watching Stranger Things through for the first time was an experience. I was so. gonna say, do you think that I, that means that I'll maintain that sense of wonder because I'm gonna be watching it all at once, or do you think there's an I actual difference between the first it. two seasons? 
Oh, I mean, watch it all at once. I mean, well, yeah, I am. It. I'm just saying. Do you think that maybe part of the second season not having that wonder is that you had that big break between the first and second seasons? Potentially, I can't say for sure. But tell me how it is watching it all the way straight through both seasons because I'm interested to see how that experience is. Have I talked about Castle Rock yet? I feel like you've mentioned it before. Yeah. Well, the season finale is Wednesday on Hulu. If you haven't watched it yet, watch it all in one sitting. Um, I feel like because I'm no, because I feel like I'm watching it week to week, and I'm like missing out on little details that I would have carried over if I was binging it. So I watched, I think, the first four episodes together that I really enjoyed, and since then it's kind of gone down because I was like, wait, who are you, and why? Are you, why is this important, and all that stuff that I wouldn't have gotten if I would watch it all together. So that's my quick thing about Castle Rock. I do still think it's a good series, but and if you like Stranger Things, you'll probably like Castle Rock, but yeah. Yeah. All right, Mav, you were going to say something. Sorry. Nope. Because um, mine's a bit of a stretch, and it's more of a last-minute thing. I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to do with content, but it does connect to content. I was at work, and I was speaking to a customer, and they were from Muncie, Indiana. The Muncie, Indiana. And I had to, it took everything in my power to not ask them about the timeshares that they have up there. I, do you know that I've been to Muncie? I have actually been to Muncie, Indiana. <laughs> like, I have been to Muncie, Indiana. Nothing against Muncie, but I hear the timeshares are great up there. <laughs> and if you don't know that reference, then I, I feel bad for you. Go watch some content. You'll find it. Go watch some content. All right, should we fly through some Twitter questions? Yeah, let's do it. I mean, we're 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 getting a little late in this pod. This is a getting towards an extended pod. Late night, sad boy Ooh, hours. Um, firstly, uh, Hannah wanted us to talk about the target on Franklin and what products they should carry. Uh, we'll tell you once you pay us. <laughs> yeah, more <laughs> more money. Throw us that sponsorship, and uh, we'll we'll tell you. Send, send that money and we got you for sure. Uh, but for now, uh, XO Lauren E uh, wants us to talk about... That's Lauren for y'all. So, yeah, that's Lauren. Uh, wants us to talk about Naomi and Serena uh, Women's US Open's final. Did any of y'all... Did y'all watch it? I, I watched it, yeah. I did not because I was in Greenville. I only saw the reaction at the end and I actually didn't even get to see like what was said. I just saw that Serena blew up on the officials... But also, it was valid that she did get upset. So it's me and you, Colby. I feel so bad for Naomi, Naomi Osaka. Nothing like any all of the all of the hate that was like, and all of the booing and all of that stuff was not towards Naomi. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So like all of it was towards the the chair judge, but I think she felt like. Everyone there is rooting for Serena, and she hated that it had to end this way and that people were going to say, oh, you only won because of the chair judge, which is not the case because she was she had Serena on her heels the entire match. Yeah, she she was for sure outplaying Serena. Yeah, without a doubt. So that has nothing to do with her. I think she would have won anyway, um, but just the way it ended, I think she was just upset that it had to go that way. Um, but for those that don't know – Serena uh, or the chair judge uh, docked a 
gave a point penalty for coaching because um, he thought that she was getting coaching from the stands. Well, that's not what the point penalty was for. Was that, that not was it? The, 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 okay, so the first code infraction was the, the coaching. The coaching, right. Um, The second code infraction was when she broke her racket, her racket and she yeah. was frustrated. Right. And that was the point penalty. Okay, and then the game penalty came from when she ver- quote-unquote verbally abused the ref <laughs> for stealing a point from her because of that. Um, and just listen, I am not a tennis person, but I have seen male tennis players do way worse than Serena did on on uh, on Saturday. And not get penalized. And so she has a point where it's like she feels like she's getting unfairly treated. And she has history at the U.S. Open for getting kind of unfairly treated. Um, So I see where she's coming from. I get the frustration. And I think it's totally unfair for her to get treated and, and, you know, have a game penalty in a U.S. Open finals match. Like that's like a whole... A game penalty that put it within – it was – after that, it was – if Naomi had won the next um, next game, that would have been, been it. That was the final. That was it, yeah. That was – it was over. So – And listen, like, like – and the, they, they interviewed the coach, and he said, yes, I was coaching or whatever, but, like, everybody does it. And it's like, in what sport is coaching not – a thing like why is coaching i don't under like i don't i never understood that why is coaching not allowed in tennis i don't understand that and that same chair um gave the same penalty to venus, to venus. yeah i saw that so um and she and she like ran up to this dude and was like you need to apologize like you're accusing me of cheating um you stole a point for me and then called – I think she called him like a thief or something for stealing the point or whatever. And then he said that that was verbal abuse or something. And listen, man, if you're that fragile, like I don't know what to tell you. Like if you're that I, I fragile. How, how you can be a professional ref and <laughs> that's the worst thing. Apparently that's the worst thing in the world you've ever been called. So, I mean, congrats to Naomi. She totally, yeah, for sure. 100% earned it. Um, she made a fan out of me. Yeah, no. That girl can play. Yeah, I hope she doesn't feel like she didn't doesn't deserve that that uh, U.S. Open win because she she definitely played her butt off. Um, but it's hard. I understand why she's upset, and it's hard not to feel like you know all the stuff with the the chair judge is gonna overshadow her. Like that game is not going to be the the game that Naomi beat Serena. It's going to be the game where the chair judge was wiling out. Yeah. So, um, I would like to add, unless you were going to go on the same topic, Cole, because this is a bit of a sidebar. Oh no, I was just going to say, uh, sneakily, Naomi Osaka is two and zero against Serena. Yes, she is. That's all I had. I was going to say though that. Tennis is not the only sport that doesn't allow coaching in the game. Granted, this is another country club sport, but golf, when you're out on the course, if you're playing by the rules, then the only person or people who could give you advice are your playing partner if you're in like a team event and your caddy. 
You can't have like a coach help you or the other golfer even help you. Although usually if usually if the other golfer is willing to help you, then they're not going to call you out on a rules violation. I maybe understand that in golf, but like I think I golf just makes sense it because tennis. it's like you're out on your own in nature and stuff like that. But yeah, and I agree. A, in tennis, I don't understand. And tennis, because like you could say coaching in golf can be like, okay, your coach is telling you, okay, use a nine iron here, use a you know whatever a wedge here. Well, I, don't I would know. say even more like reading greens and stuff. That's like yeah. down yeah. to you and your caddy. Because like, that's if you're what getting, makes golf challenging. If you have your tennis coach and they're like, oh hey, like do this, this, and this, and this might help you. On the tennis court, why is that? It's like what happens on a mound visit in baseball. Exactly. I don't get it. I just don't understand. So all that is to say, uh, it at least it gave me one of my uh, my favorite pictures of the weekend, which is Serena giving the hand to to the ref to the to the chair ref. The boy, boy, yeah. And I just imagine like him talking into the mic, like um, penalty for verbal abuse. My feelings are hurt. <laughs> oh, dang it! You know what? I forgot to put in the rundown. I let's can we make this a little bit of a longer episode? Yeah, that's fine. I don't know. Yeah, we here, we out here. Let's talk about Cap and Nike because that happened on Monday. Oh right, yeah. Wow, how do we miss oh, that? What the? we completely <laughs> forgot about that. <laughs> Whoops. Um, yeah, uh, y'all can go ahead and say your thoughts while I regather, while I regather my thoughts. Uh, my only thoughts, my, I only have a short thought. Pretty sure Nike's, uh, sales have gone up, internet sales have gone up 30% and their stock price is held. So, yes, I was going to say, personally, I support them. I support Kaepernick, but agree or disagree with them. And the political stance that they are inherently taking, you can't deny that it's a great business move because the odds of all those people really boycotting Nike is very slim, number one. And number two, they are getting so much free publicity out of this. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're no stranger to this. In the 90s, they fought the NBA to get Jordan... uh, to wear his personal shoes. I mean, it's nowhere near, it's nowhere near as politically charged, but Nike has been in the business of making somewhat controversial decisions. And it has ultimately turned out to be for the better of their company. So they are one of the biggest businesses in this world. One of the biggest companies, they're not going to make a decision without analyzing the outcomes of it. Um, yes, the uh, like initially stock prices fell and they lost about $4 billion. They didn't tell you that that was only like 3 or 4% of their total stock share. And also on the same day, every single other uh, brand of shoe also dropped in stock. Um, it was a Labor Day thing. Yes. So there was some like misinterpretation of at least the whole market as a whole. Um, and I, it's also just a thing where... I can still see it just it also has a lot of backlash, but people are literally burning Nike products that they've already purchased and ripping off Nike logos. Nobody and, cares if your fifty year old father is burning his white air monarchs. Like <laughs> nobody cares, I promise. 
All right. I think I'm ready. We out. Y'all had some... Y'all hit on some of the stuff I was going to say, but I think the biggest thing here is that Nike's a corporation, right? Yep. So the job of a corporation is to increase shareholder wealth. Pretty. That's all they're supposed to do is increase the, sh- the wealth of their shareholders. They think that this move will increase the wealth of their shareholders. Why doesn't the NFL also think that this is going to do the same for the owners and everywhere else that the money trickles down to? I don't under because is that the, rhetorical the or NFL, do you, I mean, at the end at the end of the day the NFL is a business and their job is to make money. The when Colin Kaepernick was still in the league, his jersey was the number one selling jersey in the league. So don't tell me that if he came back in the league right now playing for who's the most irrelevant team in football? Maybe the Bills. Like what's the, the team? That the the Bills. The Bills. If he came back for the Bills. Tell me a blue number seven jersey won't be the highest selling jersey in the league. When Michael Michael Vick came back from dog fighting, dog fighting, and white people love dogs, <laughs> and they put his they put his jersey on the front page of NFLShop.com. And you do, you think they won't do the same exact thing? And Colin Kaepernick doesn't come back in the league right this second. I don't understand why the NFL thinks that is such a bad purely business move. Like if you take away all the politics, take away all of that, it makes no sense from a business standpoint. And at the end of the day, Roger Goodell's job is to make the owners money and that nothing about any of this national anthem stuff is making them money. And that's all I have. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I, I, it's a good point. Like, maybe because they feel like their audience, quote unquote, is largely, shall we say, of the uh, conservative Caucasian variety. And well, it, well, I don't see why them and Nike have such different, different market, different research. markets. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Because it, Nike sells to everybody. Oh yeah. Also, they have some uh, BDE, as it were, it was <laughs> as it were, <laughs> re-upping that that Nike endorsement deal for another ten years, knowing this is coming down the pipeline. That's a that is a power move from Nike right there. But yeah, but we'll see. That's all I have. Yeah, that's all I have to say on the topic. I I think it's an interesting move from Nike. Some people have thought. And I do. It will be weird if Nike comes out with like some resistance sevens. Like that's, <laughs> that's strange. Yeah. And I, I don't like the commodification of the protesting abuse of black people. I, that makes me feel weird. I guess it depends on like where that revenue is going. But I don't know. It, it it's a that would be weird. But we don't know what they're going to do um, with this whole campaign. So I guess we'll see. If anything, it has. Bred a whole new mess of memes. <laughs> that it has. Um, so that's why Nike did this for the memes. Uh, anything else before we get out of here? 
are we not doing those last two Twitter questions? I got work in the morning. <laughs> I just have one <laughs> suggestion for. I have one suggestion on that first question. Okay, sure. Uh, from Annie Rindle at Annie underscore Rindle. Uh, oh, I need to read the question. Uh, <laughs> suggestions for a rookie fantasy football player. Make sure you always have two defenses in case one gets hurt. <laughs> Do not listen to this man. <laughs> um, Your flex player should be the strongest guy on the team. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I I mean at this point everyone's kind of drafted their team so just go off the projections and just put together the best lineup you can. Yep. Oh, I'm doing fantasy box office now with movies. Oh, really? So, so every week I I choose a I choose eight. So it's like you're filling up a movie theater. You have to choose how many of which movie that's coming that's out that week to put in your theater. And you have to make as much money as possible, or more money than everyone else in the league. Right now, I am twelfth of thirty-two, so I did okay. I also didn't know all the rules. So. Interesting. Hmm. There's fantasy for everything now. <laughs> there really is. There's fantasy for everything. I asked somebody if there was fantasy, uh, fantasy tennis, and if <laughs> oh, there has to be, I would think that there is because I know my dad does fantasy golf. That's interesting. That and by interesting, I mean so dull. <laughs> it is not dull. It is awesome. Well, unfortunately, this podcast has come to an end. But if you want to find us, you can do that at tinyurl.com/slash/nevermadevarsity. Leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Remember, if you haven't done that in six months, you can do it again, and we'd really appreciate it. it helps other people find the podcast. Anything you like or didn't like, be sure to let us know via our Twitter at NeverMatePod. Thank you to Audible for sponsoring the show. For your 30-day trial, go to audibletrial.com slash NMVPod. Thank you, David Cutter, for the music. We'll talk to you next week. I bid you adieu. Bye. Hey, did, did y'all ever watch Out of the Box? <laughs>